fuck, what? Oh, all right, cool. <laughs> um, welcome to seeing it this way. podcast I've ever recorded. The first one was was with Johnny about Fall Out Boy, and that was up whenever it was up. Um, and today we have a new guest. Um, I'm Jamie. I'm the host. And we're here with James Raddick. And we're going to talk about my second favorite band of all time, Death Cab for Cutie. So that's like super exciting. But James will introduce himself because I don't want to do it. Hi, my name, as Jamie said, is James Raddick. I am a cool guy, generally. Um, I have some opinions. We'll see how thought out they are. <laughs> I can mostly vouch for that, for the first part. Um, yeah, and I am going to plug my band, because Jamie said I could. I play in a band called Small Parks that is based out of Lansing, Michigan. And like me, we're kind of cool and kind of have opinions that are somewhat thought out. Cool. Okay, good introduction. And how old are you? I am 26. Okay, oh my god. Yeah, same. Really? Yeah. <laughs> <Me>. Okay. <laughs> okay, so um, we were kind of, well, I was debating whether or not we were going to do the photo album, which is one of my faves, or Transatlanticism, which is a newer one. Also, it came okay. out <laughs> 12 years ago. <laughs> okay, this is how James and I differ, because my death cap experience ends at, like, plans. So, like, for me, Transatlanticism was, like, a newer album, and for... It's obviously not, because it came out in 2003. So, that's fine. Mm -hmm. Whatever. Different frames of reference. Anyway... I think it actually came out in 2004. No, I, I literally just... Okay. Was it, is it... L listen. Look at that. October 7, 2003. Okay. Almost 2004. Yeah. So you're automatically... Wrong. You're already... Off the bat. Off the bat wrong. Good omen Need for this podcast. Need a new expert on the couch. <laughs> Okay, that's why Wikipedia is here. Yep. Um, you're not an expert, you just have feelings. That's true. Okay. Email. Okay. So, um, yeah, so we decided on transatlanticism at, as per James' request. Mm -hmm. And I also love that album, too. So that's cool. Maybe photo album or whatever for another podcast. But this is going to be about transatlanticism. Um, so first, again, we're going to talk about emo in general. Um, so, James, how do you define emo? Uh, I, I generally think of it... Um, in a little, a little bit broader strokes, I think it's um, any sort of music, lyrically specifically, that is a little more thought out, um, a little more honest and emotional. Perhaps yeah. it has to be brought up. <laughs> um, I also think there's a like, like there's a specific sound as well. I think um, obviously I, I generally classify it as more guitar based I know that there are exceptions to that whatever but like I think of kind of like more trebly guitar um, with the the bass kind of like holding down the chord structure and progressions of the songs and um, the guitar is doing a little more on elaborating on that I guess mm, that's like really specific okay um also, I will say, just as a shout-out to James and why Johnny sucks, is James did not flake on me. He said that he would do it this day, and then he's doing it this day, mm -hmm. which is super amazing mm -hmm. and awesome. Whenever I have plans, like with, with people especially, I like, I'm like, all right, I'm 
very committed to these plans and I expect people to be the other way as well. Yeah. Like, kind of, it's kind of in the back of your head all day. And Appreciated, thank you. We're yeah. also not talking about plans, the album, but about Which plans. Which is a great album. It's a, okay, it's fine. It's a great album. It's fine. Um, okay, so that's a really specific, okay, that's like a really specific uh, definition. Johnny and I mostly talked about, yeah, how there's like, it had to be like an emotional component of it. Yeah. But there's like all these different like waves and types of bands and things like mm -hmm. that that could fit under it. Mm -hmm. um, like Midwestern emo is a very specific type, right? Right. And then there's like more of, well, I don't, Death Cab is kind of... I don't think they could typically get classified oh, no, as emo. Um, oh, well, but I, okay. But I would argue that they kind of are. I think they definitely are. Okay. I, okay. I think there's no deny. I, I, I don't deny in any way that <laughs> they should be classified as emo. I just don't think they typically do. I think they get kind of like... Indie They get the indie rock, rock thing. And I actually think that um, indie rock stopped being um, like independent rock right. and started becoming like indie rock is a genre. Yeah. Yeah. yeah when yeah. Death Camp released Plans. I think yeah, that was like the turning point. <laughs> was like indie rock is a sound because it's on a major label. Though. Major label, yeah. That right. Yes, for sure. I have a lot I don't know. Indie rock is really stupid as a thing. Whatever. Um, but anyway, okay. Cool. I, yeah, emo, whatever. Mostly to me, I don't really care how it sounds exactly musically, but it's just more about the mm -hmm. idea that it's this, like, emotional, mostly range of emotions, but probably on the sadder spectrum often. Yeah. Um, yeah, music. So, I mean, this podcast, we're going to, I mean, Fall Out Boy, some people would not call Fall Out Boy emo. I actually, I read this article today on Noisy about, um... <laughs> Fucking, I'm not gonna. Uh, no, it's not, not a good one. It's, noisy, it's not. It's not a. It's, it is what it is. But, <laughs> um, it was about like it was Gerard Way and uh, oh, Jeff Gerard. Rickley talking about like the foundation of emo, and I yeah. was like, it has such a different connotation to so many different people because mm -hmm. like mm -hmm. it's. I think um, a lot, a lot of a lot of normies think of emo as like eyeliner and stuff. That's literally exactly what Johnny said. Yeah. yeah. Where it's like when you're younger, like, yeah, the normies. James mm -hmm. uses a stupid phrase a lot. Like, it's like mo almost like mall kids, you know what I mean? Like, going yeah. to like Hot Topic. Right. Or like, mall goth, yeah. Yeah, like mall goth. Yeah, yeah, mm -hmm. totally. And how if you actually like like it, like it's very, it's totally different, mostly, I would say. Although, like, we watched, you know, what would it, music video did we watch? Like, Ohio is for Lovers. Yeah. Hawthorne Heights. Uh -huh. I think that's what people, like, think of, like, that exactly. It's thing. so, like, that kind of emo is so melodramatic, though. Super melodramatic. <laughs> but we talked about this in the Fall Out Boy one. I think a lot of emo is melodramatic, and that's okay. Like, yeah. I think it's fine, because mm -hmm. I think it represents, especially, like, as a teenager, for me listening to that music, it represents, like, a very real feeling, right? Okay. Yeah. Like, melodrama was kind of, like, how I was feeling yeah, yeah. when I was 14. I watched whatever. the OC. Like, I, oh, I know fuck yeah. All of oh, my God. Speaking of, yeah. Okay. Those he is, this is huge related. to death Yeah, I was going to say, this <laughs> yeah. is related because I was pissed. Because, okay, I talked a little about selling out and less and how it means nothing. But, uh -huh. like, when I was 14 or 15, and Death Cab was my favorite band. Mm -hmm. And I remember when, you know, it was Seth Cohen's favorite band on the OC. Right. And they played it in movie script ending, played on mm -hmm. that show. And I was, like, furious because all the, like, cool kids were listening to Death Cab. And I was like, you don't understand. Mm -hmm. Fuck you. The OC, you suck. Whatever. And now I'm like, who cares, right? But yeah. that was like a big thing. Summer Roberts defined Death Cab. They were listening, they were listening to Death Cab on the way to Tijuana. Yes. And Seth was listening to Death Cab. And Summer goes... Pivotal episode. Summer was like, turn this off. It's just two guitars and a lot of whining. And <laughs> emo. That's, that's emo. Emo. Summer, there it is. Summer said it. Done with podcasts. Yep. That's what emo is. So true. Um, okay, so I guess we did this already. Context of artist and album. So I guess that's kind of a good segue into that. Yeah. Um, 
so this, yeah, so this album, uh, I think it was kind of like their breakthrough album mm-hmm. in terms of like being kind of popular and whatever. It was two years after the photo album. Um, there was like a theme throughout it of like kind of like long distance, whatever, mm-hmm. love, blah, blah. Um, and I had liked Death Cab for a while at this point when it came out. Maybe not a while, but a little bit. And uh, so I've had a lot of feelings about the popularity of this album. Um, but I still really liked it. Like I never disliked it. Mm-hmm. Um but yeah, I think it's a really, really front to, front to back. I think it's like a very lovely album. I think it's like a cohesive album, yeah. which I really like. Um, I think a lot of good email albums are very cohesive. Um, so, I guess do you have anything to say about like the general context of Death Cab or Transatlanticism? <laughs> I when Transatlanticism came out, it was so far off my radar. It's not even funny. I was listening to like in two thousand three. I was listening to like. Rob Zombie and Metallica. (laughs) (laughs) Perfect. Yeah, I was listening to, like, weird radio rock. Rob Zombie was kind of just a weird guy. Wait, 2003. Hold on. 2003. What grade were you in? What grade Uh, was I in? October 2003. It uh, it probably came out when I was either in eighth grade or a freshman in high school. Um, When did you graduate? I graduated in 2007, yeah. Yes, I think we were freshmen. That would make sense. Because I think, yeah, yeah, because well, it's it came out, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, so fall okay. of freshman so, year. So fall of freshman year, yes. yeah. Fall of freshman year, I, I had like Led Zeppelin and System of the Down <laughs> t-shirts. I shopped at Hot Topic. Oh my god, like, same. Yeah. Same. But I didn't know, like, I like started listening to like Mall Emo a little yeah. later. But, mall um, <laughs> Yes. Okay. But I didn't. I didn't get into Death Cab until I went to college. Actually, oh, um, late bloomer. Late bloomer for sure. Um, I the the girl I was dating in high school uh, was actually really really into Death Cab. Um, so like we started dating like smart lady. Yeah, we started dating in like junior year. But I was like, I don't want to listen to Death Cab. I want to listen to uh, Children of Bodom. <laughs> That is, which is where I was at that time in my life. Um, I was um, going to like yeah, Ozfest awesome. and like doing stuff like that. Chill. Very chill. Very <laughs> chill. Um, so yeah, um, and then we broke up my freshman year of college, and I was like, "Wait, now I'm ready to accept F. Ken <laughs> into my life to win you back." Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah. And yeah, I dude. started with Plans because that was the most recent album. Um, Ooh, that's why you like it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then I kind of, like, worked my way back through the discography. Mm-hmm. Um, and as I kind of, like, I think a lot of times in breakups, you, like, attach music to breakups, and then, like, you can't listen to them anymore because, yeah. you, like, you have such strong totally. feelings attached to those breakups. But, yeah. like, <clears throat> I have a lot of, I think I think that's why I have such strong feelings towards Plans, because Plans was, like, the breakup album for okay. me. Yeah. But then I was, like... I really like this band a lot. I want to, like, explore the discography more. And I went back to um, Transatlanticism. And, like, I started connecting a lot more to, like, thoughts and themes in that album. Not necessarily, like, related to specifically um, romantic love, but, like, platonic love that I felt with, like, my siblings and, like, uh, relationships with friends and stuff like that. And... Yeah, and now I kind of just continually think that it's awesome. Aw, bros. Yeah. Just considering James a bro right now. 
Everyone's a bro. Um, yeah, this is actually, this is funny. I feel like this always happens where like the person I'm interviewing like ex like like found out about that like way later than me. So we have like very different experiences mm -hmm. of the band. Like, so I guess this is, okay, so this is kind of getting into our next part, which is when did you first hear this album, which he just talked about basically. Mm. Um, that's really funny though. Email in the context of breakups. That's super obvious. It's right? there. It's yeah. there. Yeah. It's there. There's it's super, no, no, it's true. It's very true. Mm. Um, so, yeah, so I started listening to Def Cab in eighth grade. Okay. Um, I, fr I first got into, like, punk, but, like, kind of, you know, like, Green Day, Blink-182, and then I was try tried to, like, like the Sex Pistols and all okay, that shit. Yeah. And then I was like, meh, you know, fine. And then, um, I don't know, I had, like, a lot of Zangas and live journals and all that stuff, right? I was, mm -hmm. like, a very angsty kid, so, like, I had a... Like, I talked about this in my last podcast, but it's going to constantly come up. My, like, eighth grade BMX boyfriend. Okay. Oh, no, I was in eighth grade. He was in seventh grade. Okay. But anyway, so he, like, would send me random songs. Like, he sent me, like, a Ted Leo song in eighth grade. Okay. So I was like, what is this? Um, and then I had first heard a bunch of photo album songs, songs from the photo album. And so my Death Cab started as, like, a few random songs. And then on, like, Kazaa or something, I would, like, download more. Mm -hmm. But not, like, an album at a time. Right. Because, you know, who did that at that time? <laughs> and then, um, so I was, like, 13. So that felt like, I don't know. Death Cab was, like just immediately like a really important band to me, I guess. Mm -hmm. um, and then I remember in ninth grade when Transatlanticism came out, I like downloaded it. Oh, no, 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 I didn't. I didn't. My parents bought it for me um, on my Christmas list. Nice. I had a list of CDs and they bought me that CD. And that's why I was telling James my CD sometimes on my iTunes, it's like there's skips in it, like they're because there are burn holes or something. Um, and I remember hearing it and kind of being like, this seems like it's more going to be more accessible to people. I like knew it in ninth grade. I was like, this seems more like almost like poppy or something. Like it was this kind of, it was less, um, like especially compared to like the photo album and um, what's my favorite album called? I already forgot. We have the facts. We're voting Thank yes. you. We have yeah. the facts. We're voting. Yes. Mm -hmm. That's my favorite death cab album. And that sounds very, very, very different. Like way more lo-fi mm -hmm. and things like that. And yeah, that was like their big, like a bigger kind of step. And then eventually they would get to a major label. Um, so I really, really, really liked it. And I definitely remember I had a lot of quotes on my profile from a lot of these songs. Um, we'll get that into that in the song thing. But I do remember it was like a very important album to me in ninth and 10th grade. Mm -hmm. Um, like I felt like I could connect to a lot of the, you know, um, lyrics and stuff like that. And, um, I thought it was overall a really like lovely album. So I was kind of annoyed that it was like made them more popular. Mm -hmm. In the same way I was when, like, the whole OC debacle. The OC debacle. <laughs> the OC debacle. The infamous OC yeah, debacle. The, yes. Um, split Death Cab fans, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I definitely think it's a really, really great album, and I still quite like it. Mm -hmm. Not, I don't feel as emotionally attached to it as I did at that point. Like, I was, like, really in it right. emotionally, right? Because I, like, was sad about a lot of boys and whatever. Um, but I still think it's, like, a really good album. So yeah, ninth grade. That was like a very that was a time in my life. Mm -hmm. Anyway, um, college ninth grade. So. College ninth grade. Yeah. College ninth grade. Slightly off course. That's uh, okay. Yes. Okay. Okay. So now we're gonna get into sort of song specifics. Mm -hmm. um, so James, what songs do you want to talk about on this album? Um, I think everybody like I I know that like even this year like every. Every New Year's, like after the, you know, after midnight, every year, everybody yes. does it. Like it's the yeah. first song you listen to. Oh my god! Yeah. And you get all like wishy washy and. Yeah. Mm -hmm. 
Um, and then I like for a couple of years I was like, okay, this is uh, gonna be like how I do my New Year's. Like I'm gonna everyone needs to dress up really nice. Everybody put your best suit and dress on. Suit and dress <laughs> on. Um, Pretend that we're what is it happy or wealthy? Wealthy, wealthy thank yeah. you. Wealthy for just this once. Yeah. Um, yes. I, I and I but I, I you know everybody I, I think everybody has that story and I think it's a great story and I think it's like everybody can talk about like their. Everybody has at least one New Year where they listen to the New Year yeah. at, at midnight. <laughs> or like, one would hope. One would one hope. One would hope, yeah. Because, yeah. um, like, I mean, especially since I've been living on my own, I've never had, like, cable or anything like that. Same. So we don't, you don't watch, like... The ball drop. The ball drop or yeah, anything yeah. like that. You just kind of, like, look at your... Oh, I don't own a watch. I just look at my wrist like you I own You look at your, your wrist <laughs> yes. skin. You look at your wrist skin and then <laughs> realize, what am I doing? And pull out your cell phone and then, like, see what time it is. <laughs> and then it's, like, 11.59 and you queue up. The new year, and then once it gets going, you don't want to turn the album off because it's so good. That actually has never really happened to me. Cause really? I'm usually out. I, I never go out on New Year's. <laughs> I always like have people over. Yeah, that makes sense. But whatever. Um, I think that like every most major relationships I've had in my life, like up until the one that I'm in now, I've been able to like. Encapsulate encapsulate in one death cab song of transatlanticism. <laughs> oh my god, which is like a really shitty thing. Oh to my do god, no, it, like, that's is. amazing. Wait, that's amazing. <laughs> okay, please elaborate. Just wait, do you have one for the new year? Do you have one? For Not that? for the new year. Okay, okay. Um, oh, wait, wait. Okay, so wait, I don't want you to talk about that yet. Okay, we're gonna finish new year and then whatever song. I want to hear a story though. I do want to hear a story. That sounds that's like perfect. Yeah. Um, Okay, I, I actually was going to also talk about the New Year, so um, uh, I think it's a really fucking awesome song, and I will say that like as an album opener, I think it's like a super epic album opener. Oh yeah, for sure. Like it's like... Yeah, like it's, it's a great show opener. Yeah, too. it's like, a good show opener. Yeah, yeah, they do that a lot, indeed. Mm. Yeah, and I think actually it kind of, the rest of the album kind of like takes it down a notch, yeah. but like... But I think it's, like, a really, really, like, really good, like, New Year's disillusionment kind of, like, song. Mm -hmm. And I'm always, like, very let down by New Year's, like, always. And, you know, Death Cab, a lot of it is about, like, you know, being let down. I'll listen to Death Cab. That's, like, a thing that mm -hmm. I do. And I think that's, like, a really perfect song for that. So, I... Yeah, so this is a new year, and I don't feel any different. I'm sure I've quoted that right. on whatever <laughs> journal, like, a million times. So, Yeah. It's like a kind of a perfect song. I really like it. Yeah, I think um, title and registration is also another. I think it's like truly a perfect song. Wait, can you start it? Oh, I'm so bad with the names of some of these. This was not on my list. No, I'm not gonna want to play it. Do you want me to play? I don't need to hear. You know, do you need to play it? Do you want? No, no, no. I just want you to tell me the first line so I can. Oh, I don't know the first line. That's oh, good. That's right. it. That's a. <laughs> anyway, just talk about it. Talk about it. Um, but up. like, I think it's um, like such a. The glove compartment. No, that is it. The glove compartment is it accurately is named. Okay, got it. Yeah. The glove compartment is an accurately named. And like it's such like a, a very like it's not this like huge monumental event. Um, it's just like oh, I got uh, pulled over and I was looking for my license, my title and registration, mm -hmm. and found photos of an ex-lover, and, oh, this is kind of weird and awkward, and now I'm having feelings. I, I think that's, like, such, like, a, and it's so, so, 
put in such like a romantic and and mm-hmm. uh, grandiose way. <laughs> Death cab, yeah. And that's like that's what makes Ben Gibbard so good is he can take yes. these like moments and these people yep. and like build them up um, into these incredible songs that like people can relate so easily to. Yeah. Totally. I actually had a, um, a friend who like had that exact same thing happen to them. Really? Where they like got pulled over and Whoa. like fought and then she was like, I all I could do is listen to that song as, <laughs> as I drove away. Like Yeah, what else can you do? Right. Yeah, I think that's wait, do you have a, an X related to title registration? I don't have an X related okay. to title and registration. But. Okay. Um yeah, no I think that's oh, see you're so that's such a good you were nervous about this? That's like such a perfect way to describe this album. Thank and you. I think Death Cab in general, but I think this album is like especially good because it's like, yeah, it is. They t- he talks about Ben Gibbard wrote like most of this album, and like he talks about yeah, it's like very specific moments mm-hmm. to like represent this huge thing, and it works so well. Right, like, it works so well on this album, mm-hmm. and I think that happens a lot, um, which we'll talk about later. But like he has very specific references, but like, and I and I think also as I get older, like as I got older and listened to the album, I also like really appreciated that like in a different way. Because um, I think you have to be, like, a very talented lyricist to sort of execute that really well. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that Ben is, like, A+. plus. That was That's, like, a really good, really good insight on that, Thank though. Thank you. I totally agree. Awesome. Yeah. Okay, what else do you want to talk about? Did you just look, look up Expo 86? I am, because Expo, the, the thing I, well, I don't, the, the thing I remember most about Expo 86 is that it has, in my opinion, like, the best bridge of all time, musically, like, just, wait, yeah, what, they're what, doing, like, these, like, really cool... What's the first line of that? I'm so bad with, like, half of the, like... Right. Um, I just remember, like, the bridge being super long in that song, and so freaking good. <laughs> Speaking of our skin against the steel has yeah. gotten worse. Yes. Yeah. Oh, this is a really good song. Okay, I wasn't even going to talk about it, but this is a good song. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. What were you going to wait? The bridge. I, oh, yeah. and its strains are basically the same, so I don't ask names anymore. Yep. That's a really good part of that song. It's a, That's it's a great part, part of that song, song, and it's like so musically fulfilling yeah, because it's like all this like all these guitars like pontificating on like mm-hmm. on like the chord structure, like I said, and then like it like once it comes back to the uh, and it's strange it like comes back into like just totally traditional yes like they just go into the chords yep. it's full on like everybody doing the same thing and it sounds super lush and full yeah and like the focus goes back from um, the guitars doing all the crazy stuff to like this is a song and there are words yeah and <laughs> that's what you should be focusing on right now yeah. and like they, they always like have had this really Ben Gibbard like has always had this great way of, like, really bringing the attention to the lyrics mm-hmm. when the time comes from it, comes yep. for it. Yes, um, yes, totally, totally. Yeah, and I think that's another awesome thing about Death Cab, is they just, like, know exactly what to do yeah. with the music yes. at exactly the right time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And they hit you right in the gut. For sure. Like, and I do just love, I mean, I love Van Gibbard's voice as a whole, but mm-hmm. I also enjoy when I feel like, not he's, like, straining, because it doesn't sound like he's straining, but I enjoy, like, yeah, those types of bridges where it's, like, 
he sounds mm -hmm. different than the it's rest like, of the song. Yeah, it's kind of like chaotic. Um, yeah, yeah, it's like a build up, and then it's yeah. like sort of this chaos, and then it kind of deflates a little bit. Exactly. And I really, I think that's yeah, it's a beautiful, beautiful mm -hmm. thing. Um, and I feel like actually, I just love that. So that the the bridge, they're all basically the same. So I don't ask for names anymore. Mm -hmm. That's a little bit of like a theme throughout this record because right. tiny vessels, it's mm -hmm. the same thing where it's kind of like I don't even care what your name is, yeah. whatever. Mm -hmm. um, so I find that really interesting because I use that when I was like angry a lot. I would listen to that stuff because it's a little angry. But then I feel like it's almost like he like is really sad so he's like making up for it by mm -hmm. like pretending like he doesn't give a shit about the you know what i mean so it's mm -hmm. like this kind of two level of like maybe right. he doesn't give a shit or maybe he just is pretending because he's like super sad about it and i feel like i listen to it in both instances right <laughs> um yeah no that's a really good song <laughs> well, i don't want we can't talk about every song but that's a really fucking good that's a, <laughs> <laughs> they're, they're all so good no i know but... i know okay yeah cool and i was gonna talk about oh shit well fuck okay the rest of the songs oh god the next three songs I, like, feel very connected to. So The yeah. Sound of Settling, Tiny Vessels, and Transatlanticism. Mm -hmm. um, and Passengers, well, all of them. But Transatlanticism, for me, that's, like, the sort of... See, for me, like, map. when, like, once Tiny Vessels starts, it's like, and this is why this is my favorite album. Yeah, ever. no, like, I, yeah, totally, I It's such, it. like, a, like, for the, like, yeah. the, it, I guess Tiny Vessels would start the B-side of the album, and, like, mm. it's so freaking good. Like, it... Yeah. Really Every good. song, especially like yeah, uh, the fir the first like five tracks are they're all really really great, um, and I think I think they're all kind of like those those are the single candidates. Like if mm -hmm. we're gonna pick a single from the album, I, I mean, Sound of Settling and Title and Registration right. are like the two big the singles, singles from yeah. that album. Yeah, um, but like I think once you get into the back half of the record, that's when it becomes like very, very dense, yeah, and, like, very, very heavy. emotional. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, all I was going to say about Sound of Settling, because it's just like a really fun, it's like a it very is. fun song, mm -hmm. and I had it as a ringtone at a point. Um, and I think I talked about this a little bit with the Fall Out Boy, but also like the idea that emo can be like, this is a good example where it's like about, like this is the sound of settling, like mm -hmm. that's not like... I don't think of that as like a necessarily positive thing. It's kind of like a sad, weird kind of like you're settling into whatever mm -hmm. concept. Yeah. Um, especially because I feel like as an adult, I feel like that song makes me sadder and sadder. And like, but the fact that it's like you can sing about all these things and like a very, but it's like super catchy and upbeat and very like fun to listen to. Yet, mm -hmm. it's like a very, very kind of almost dark concept of like just settling. I don't know. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, I think that song is super catchy. Um, but the other songs definitely are darker. Musically and um, lyrically as well. But, Absolutely, yeah. Yeah, but I guess that's sort of like where it goes downward. Um, but yeah, dude, Tiny Vessels, oh my god. Mm -hmm. And I, like, yeah. Is my, my Wi-Fi Yeah, your Wi-Fi's okay. good. Okay. Um, yeah, Tiny Vessels is, it's like, it's dark and it's mean and <laughs> it's like, you, like there, are, there are like little bits of guilt in it. 
mm-hmm. as well. Right, um, right, exactly. And, and like, like, I think he's everybody's... not just like an asshole, right? Like, right, right. And I like, I know that I've been in like that situation where I'm. Do you like, have an ex? Wait, do you have you had? Do you, is the song related to any of the songs we talked about so far? Not yet. Back half. Okay. But I, I, I do <laughs> associate like any sort of like fling or hookup that I've had with like tiny vessels because like right? you yeah. just like I, I, I don't know. I always feel like really guilty about it. I'm like. Uh, uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Like there, there actually. I mean, there was a girl specifically that I dated for like a considerable amount of time. Hope you're not listening. Hope you're not listening. I'm not gonna go into time specifics or anything like that. <laughs> but like it was. It was last year. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, like I, I kind of like got out of that relationship, and like I realized like this is a relationship where like the best part about it was like pretty good sex. And That's a good part, though. That is a good part, but there wasn't really any other good part to it, Ooh. and so like it kind of went on longer mm. than it should have. Um, and like whenever I listen to to Tiny Vessels, like I, I kind of like feel a bit a bit of guilt and association, and like mm. I'm I hate being reduced to like primal urges and things like that, and like <laughs> that that song makes me feel very human. Yeah, I mean, because whatever, there's nothing wrong with that inherently, right? Obviously, right. but. I mean, we're two, as long as there's two consenting adults, right, right. you know, well, that's <laughs> yeah. another topic, but. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. No, I think that's, yeah, that's a really, I know that song really, mm-hmm. like, hits me really hard. Um, and again, I feel like there's a lot of, a lot of like, sort of specifics. Yeah. Um, yeah, like, so it's like, this is the moment that, you know, you told her that you loved her, but you don't. Mm-hmm. Like, I feel like that's like a very, very sad kind of thing because that happens all the time right it's like you right. feel like obligated to say something and you're like i didn't actually mean that what does that mm-hmm. even mean mm-hmm. like you're on like... the oc when ryan tells Marissa <laughs> that he loves her but he doesn't really he just says it back basically know? we have to and from now on every song has to relate to the oc in some way right so this is what's this is what's gonna happen now <laughs> um thank you james for that um yeah and then like sort of yeah tiny vessels like from the bruises from like the hickeys or whatever mm-hmm. and just um, that's like so like again like with him like being able to make like spe- these like yeah, very, very like, specific to do an entire verse about a hickey yeah things. yeah <laughs> no it's oh man yeah yeah and and it's like and he connects it to like you didn't want to fade but they did and mm-hmm. so did i like yes. i was like oh my god like yeah. what like what and um mm-hmm. uh, and, you know, you're beautiful, but you don't mean a thing to me. I think that right. line was, like, a very quoted, you know, mm-hmm. quoted line, right? Mm-hmm. Because whatever. Um, yeah, I think that's a really... And I, also that one, I think, has a really good build-up as well. Yep. To the bridge and whatnot. And then it so. goes right into Transatlanticism. Yeah, did you just look up a specific lyric from it? Was yeah. that from that one? From Transatlanticism. Oh! Just okay. that I think is a really good lyric. Okay, well, that's... Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's my favorite song, so that's, like... Okay. Yeah. Um, oh my god, yeah, shit, this album is so good. Um, ugh, transatlanticism though. This song definitely I've cried like many a time. Everybody's cried song, the transatlanticism. Right? Like, how can you not? Yeah. It's like slow burning, almost. It's like the whole song, like just the sound of it, like the feeling, like just how mm-hmm. long it is. It's like this, it brings up like very specific feelings. I'm sure for a lot of people, right? right? Cause Death Cab is very good at that. Mm-hmm. But it's just like eight minutes of just like your heart is just like dying basically. I'm not Well, that's kind of like a very, I really like it, mm-hmm. <laughs> but it's, uh, 
yeah, the buildup just kills me. Like, yeah. it just is, like, I need, yeah, I need you so much closer. Just everything about it, like, it just, yes. you can't, you don't think it's going to get better, and then it does. And then it gets better again. Mm-hmm. And it keeps getting better. And then it ends, and you're like, what the fuck just happened? So. Mm-hmm. I think, yeah. uh, the rhythm of my footsteps crossing flatlands to your door have been silenced forevermore. It is a phenomenal line. <laughs> that's what he just looked at. Yeah, that's what I just looked at. I couldn't remember if it was floodlands or flatlands. Yeah. So that no. was like the thing. And it's... Um, that's legit. Fun fact. Yeah. That line is grammatically incorrect because rhythm, <laughs> rhythm is singular. Um, uh-huh. And he, he says have instead of has. So when he, does, when he does it live, he does say has instead <laughs> of have. <laughs> Never Fun fact. That. Yeah. yeah. And this, I just, yeah. Oh my god. I'm just like reading lyrics right now. Yeah. And, and it's like such a good title track because it like, yes. uh, it, it like sums up, um, mm-hmm. it's, you know, it's an eight minute song so it doesn't really sum anything up like succinctly, but like <laughs> it's like, it, it still kind of does, you know, sum up like the feeling of like crossing distances um, yes. for love and like feeling connected to someone when they aren't around and wishing they, you know, could be closer. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, and I think what's also super interesting about this song, too, is, like, the whole thing makes me emotional for, like, whatever, but, um, like, most of the lyrics, like, the first three, I mean, it's not the first, well, that's, like, a lot of the beginning of the song, mm-hmm. it's, like, it's not really, ta- it's, like, talking about, like, how the ocean was, like, born, mm-hmm. and, like, all this stuff, and, like, people going into their boats, and, like, crossing, so it's not even, it's, like, a very general kind of, like, a history of this thing, mm-hmm. But it's, like, super emotional, and it doesn't even get to, like, the I part mm-hmm. until the I need you so much closer, which is where, like, the build-up starts. Mm-hmm. But I think that's, like, extraordinarily... Yeah, and I think it kind of, like, what he's doing is he's, he's, like, painting a picture of, like, you know, just what it is that distance is. Like, yeah. you know, just yep. how, how far apart, like, you know, how vast and expansive the Atlantic Ocean is, and, like, yeah. how breathtakingly far, like two continents are are from each other. Seems farther than ever before. Yeah, and then he kind of, like, <laughs> and then is able to, like, really hit on the feeling of needing someone closer, like, so much, it, it becomes so much more easy to understand because, like, you have that idea of, like, just, you know, how big the distance he's talking about is. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, and, like, you know, and I guess also this kind of idea of, like, that's a very specific idea of, like, crossing the Atlantic Ocean. And, like, I'm sure most people listening to this didn't have, like, a lover across it. Right. But it's still, like, but it still is, like, this very, 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 like, intense idea of, like, yearning and, like, someone not being close enough. It's, like, the idea of almost, like, when I used to quote this a lot of my profiles, I don't know, I was in love with whoever I was in love with, whatever, some stupid person, right? It doesn't really matter, yeah. Yeah. But it's, like, that idea, it's, like, they could be, like, next door to me and they would still not be close enough. And I feel like that's a very, very specific, like, idea about love that's like I don't know if it's like ageless because I feel like I don't know how much I feel that way now in the same way but the idea of like they could be like next to you and it's yeah. still not close enough almost right. you know like I, I actually, think that's yeah yeah I actually like kind of um in a way like rediscovered this album um when my parents got divorced a few years ago and like this song specifically like I really felt like um my family was kind of like drifting apart because of that oh, and like yeah. I wanted to have more connection and like I would listen to the song at night and just be like tears like rolling (laughs) down my face because like you know I feel like so separated from my my siblings especially but like my Mm -hmm. my entire like family unit yeah yeah no that's a really good point because I think yeah 
I mean, I definitely, you know, have had feelings of romantic <laughs> love, about, you yeah. know, about this song and, like, yeah, love and distance and things like that. But, right. like, it, it kind of, I, I think it's, a song like this is able to um, yeah. take on a lot of different meanings. Yeah, I think it's definitely really universal because mm-hmm. I could definitely, I feel a similar way. Yeah, like, I've definitely thought about this with family stuff, too. Mm-hmm. Like, it's, it's definitely... Yeah, very relatable to a lot of things. Um, and then, like, the ending of, like, So Come On, like, it's such a, like, it's so impatient almost. Mm-hmm. Like, they're just yeah, and what's like, the, I mean, the best part about, like, the end of the song is their drummer, Jason, is just, like, hammering yep, them, like, on the cymbal with quarter notes, and it's yep. just, like, seeing them play live, he's just, like, putting his entire body into it, and it's just, like, okay, this is, like, this is what it means to, like, make honest music like, <laughs> that you really care about, yeah. like, yeah, that you're very passionate about. Like. Right, yeah. No one should ever call Death Cab not earnest, because right. they super... Yeah, and just, like, sort of the palpable frustration, right, mm-hmm. that builds. Exactly, yeah. Yeah, no, I think it's... Oh, my God, it's such a perfect song. Mm-hmm. I love that song so much. It's so good. Yeah. Awesome. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. Not enough words to say about that song. Um, okay, Passenger Seat is also makes me feel a lot of ways... Yep. Can't talk about all these songs. We can we can skip one or two. <laughs> but, uh, Passenger seat is is one that I do have um, another <gasps> specific relationship yes. attached to, um, because like I was uh, I was dating this girl and she didn't have a driver's license, so I would drive her everywhere. It wasn't because she was super young; it was because she just didn't have a driver's <laughs> license. So, like, she just no. made she just made a decision. All like, right. as an adult, to not get a driver's okay. license. Okay, I mean, no one was thinking that she was underage, dude. I don't want to implicate myself <laughs> falsely. Um, okay. No, FYI, uh, James doesn't date underage girls. Yes. But yeah, uh, just like, uh, and like, I have always, when I dated people, made them, like, within like a month of dating, like, make like a mixed CD. Obviously. Them. Yep. Um, <laughs> Same. I'm not an <laughs> idiot. <laughs> Uh, and this was, Passenger Seat was the first. Oh my god. Yeah. Oh god. Yeah, like, you know, in the Passenger Seat as you were driving me home. It's so beautiful, oh too, yeah. like, you know, it's such okay. a, like, the, the piano-based song is, like, such a, like, a, a nice, like, break from, like, the intensity of, like, what you just came off of with Transatlanticism, with, mm-hmm. like, with, like, the loud instrumentation and everything mm-hmm. so intense, and then, like, it comes down to that, like, really nice and beautiful, um, like, piano part for the song, and, yeah, yeah I just, like, uh, when, I will, I will forever associate that song with that one girl, though, because, like, that makes sense, yeah, was, I drove her places, and that was what we did, we would, um, go places, yeah, that's what we do with people. yeah, no, that's true, yeah, and I think, um, sorry, I hate that I, my text pop up on the screen, it's really annoying, um, Again, like, super specific imagery of, like, a very specific kind of moment in time, mm-hmm. but it's, like, very relatable and just, like, like, I mean, also, like, I 
like you, I, like, have been in cars with people that matter to me mm-hmm. and, like, have, like, you know, it's this thing of, not even, like, suburbia, because I guess anyone can do it, but it's, like, a very specific kind of younger love thing of, right. like, driving around or, like, parking your car somewhere. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, it's a very specific feeling, yeah. right? Um, so I definitely felt, yeah, like, felt a lot of things about different people and, like, could listen to the song mm-hmm. and it, like, made so much sense to me. So, yeah, I quite like that one a lot. Yeah. And also because we... Um, we because because we both smoked and like yeah the line about like rolling the window down and then begin to breathe in was like yeah he's talking about us hey, listen yeah, <laughs> yeah totally mm-hmm. um, okay I don't remember wait what's the first line of death of an interior decorator I wasn't gonna talk about that uh, one. I think it's I, sometimes I think it's no, mm-hmm. no 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 oh you were the mother of three girls so sweet. yeah. I didn't want, I wasn't going to talk about that one. Yeah. Okay, we can skip that one. It's a great Thanks. song, but I, I don't associate it to anything in, in particular. Like, <laughs> no OC. Uh, no sport. OC, you know, whatever. Okay, Um. yeah. We look like giants, though. I really like this song. You um, kind of have to. I, I, I associate, like, my first serious relationship with We Look Like Giants. Because it's yeah. like, um, yeah, there's a line about, like, we learned how our bodies work. Yep, worked, I was going like, to say, yeah, that's like, yeah. The, that, like, for, that, Verse is really yeah. like, and they, they like they talk about classes. like like yeah they talk like you know go through mountain paths yeah it's all about like it's very related to a car and like you know the first relationship I had we would like mm-hmm. find a seclude you know we had parents and stuff like that to go mm-hmm. home to so we'd like fi- like skip out on after school activities and then like find some secluded spot where we could like mess around in the back seat <laughs> and, like, you know it's like yeah. James likes to fuck in cars, is what he's saying. I don't like to, but it was the option. <laughs> it was the best option. It was the best altern- uh, best solution to a problem of not being able to have sex. True. So. Yeah. No, I was going to actually say that exact thing, too. I think that's, again, super, super specific, like, instances and lines and moments, but, like, I think they're, like, very, very, like, salient to me as, like, a person who has, like, had, like, blossoming relationships or whatever, like, it made... Mm-hmm. Yeah, especially the We Learned How Our Bodies Worked line. I, like, love that line so yeah. much. Um, and skipping classes, because yeah. real. It's real. Um, yeah, I think that's a really good song. Mm-hmm. Um, and and um, Lack of Color. Lack of Color. Out, which is... Lack of Color. A great song. Um, it is, yeah. And when I see you, I really see you upside down. But my brain knows better. It picks you up and turns you around. Turns you around. That's one of like the f- one of the first like entire songs that I ever like learned how to play on guitar. Like, Aww. and it's it's still like one that I. It's like one that I. Well, I will never forget how to play that song. Like, it's just one of those. It's so, it, and it's such a good like. Such a nice bow on the top of the gift that that, that the album is. Yeah, it's very, it's really sweet. It's a really sweet song. It is like very, very, yeah, just yeah. Um, and I actually, this is one of those songs where, like, when I first heard the album, sort of like front to back, I felt like this was a song that I immediately sort of attached to. Mm-hmm. Like, I felt it was like I just like really liked it like immediately, and like I don't know, I just think it's like yeah, the the words are very beautiful. Mm. Um, when I see you, I really see you upside down. 
I don't know. Mm-hmm. You feel discouraged as a lack of color here. Yep. I just think it's really, it's a really, really nice way to end this, the album. So yeah. I agree. And it's also on one of the OC soundtracks. Oh, okay. I think the second <laughs> or third one, so. Had to bring it back. Of course. Um, <laughs> I can only hope they played that during an emotional scene on the OC. Mm-hmm. Um, Actually, uh, in one of the in one of the Chrismica episodes, Seth Cohen sings a Chrismica song that he made up to the tune of "A Lack of Color." Wow, really? Mm-hmm. Oh my God, little tidbits. Yep, I deep, got them. That's what I'm here for. Deep cuts, Jeff Cap. Deep cuts. Yep. on the OC. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, that's amazing. <laughs> that's a really good start. I obviously have no memories of that. Um, <laughs> even though I watched the OC until Marissa died, because then who cares, right? It was, the fourth season was so weird. We just spoiled weird. the OC for anybody. That oh, that spoiler alert! If you're ten years late, sorry. Yeah, whoops. Uh, I'll add a spoiler alert to the beginning of this episode. <laughs> spoiler <laughs> alert! <laughs> if, you, <laughs> if you don't want to hear an OC spoiler, uh, go elsewhere go for on. your Death Cab yeah. podcast. The sorry. fourth season of the OC was so weird, though. The first season? The fourth season. Oh, the season, fourth, The yeah. last one. It was so weird. Yeah, no, it's... I try to block it from my memory. It's yeah. really weird. Yeah. But the first three are so good, and I love them so much. Yeah, let's... I don't want to get into the OC. Okay, sorry. Okay. You're you're totally sidetracked. Okay, um, mm-hmm. yeah, and I think, right, so the New Year opener, lack of color, it's like a very sort of like... It's a good mix... Like, well, how, how a good mixtape should be, or whatever that fucking thing is from fucking High Fidelity, whatever, um, where there's like... A sort of nice arc up, and then it kind of comes back down. Exactly. I'm making a motion with my hands. Yeah, yeah. I think, like, um, uh, Chris Walla, their former... No master, longer! Their yeah. former guitarist, Ugh, um, has always drama. said that, like... He's always said that sequencing was very important to them as a band, and, like, they would yeah. want an album to, like, you know, sound like an album, and, you know, have and tell a story and have a beginning, middle, and end. Yeah. And, like, this is the epitome of, like, telling... Mm-hmm. A, a story, not necessarily through like specific um, storytelling tactics, but like it, it, it gives you that same sort of feeling where like you know where the beginning is with the new year, and you mm-hmm. know what it's all culminating to mm-hmm. with transatlanticism, mm-hmm. and you know where it ends with a lack of color. Like, yeah, it it, it presents itself so nicely, and it, yeah. that, that's the mark of a good album. Is Something that has that arc, you know? Yeah, yeah. And I think also, honestly, I think of Lack of Color for this album is, like, strangely sweet, almost. But I... It is, yeah. <laughs> it's, like, the, um, kind of the, 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 like, love ball, love, the love song out of left field. Yeah, um, but I totally appreciate it. But it doesn't feel out of place at No, all. it doesn't. No, it doesn't. Um, yeah, and I actually think I just read this. Did you read this, too? On the Wikipedia page, where, like, this was the first album where apparently they, like, said they really tried to make it, like, a cohesive kind of story or, like, an arc of some sort. And I think that's true. I would argue that some of their older albums did that, too. Like, I think We Have the Facts and We're Voting Yes mm-hmm. is a very cohesive album. But whatever. This is the one, according to Wikipedia. Yeah, I, I think, they like... They said that it, um, they did this, so... I, I really think that um, their first few albums are great albums, but I think that they're more collections of songs than, like, telling stories and, and like, maintaining themes throughout. Um, yeah. And I, I think that um, Transatlanticism and Plans do a really good job of maintaining a theme throughout. Um, I, I kind of associate, you know, Transatlanticism with, like, love and distance, um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and I think of Plans as, like, love and decay and, like, love and death and things like that. Mm, so Fucking Plans. So good. <laughs> Yeah. So good. No, and I okay, and I will say like as a last, sort of last thing about the general album, like um, 
like love and distance and mm -hmm. distance in all of its forms, right? right? So physical distance, but also like just feeling emotionally distant from someone, mm -hmm. even as you're like fucking them, right? Mm -hmm. Or whatever. Um, so I think, yeah, that's a really, yeah, it's a really nice album in that way. And that's why I think, uh, you know, the line that kind of makes um, a lack of color work so well as, as uh, with the end of the album is, you know, when he says... Uh, when you feel discouraged and there's a lack of color here, that's, mm -hmm. you know, another a sort of feeling of dis disillusionment yep. and distance with yourself almost. Yeah. Um, and yeah. like lo loving someone who is at a distance with themselves. Mm. Sorry. Yeah. No, <laughs> <All right>. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I feel like that sounded like sarcastic, but no, I totally agree. That was yeah. really good. Yeah. Like, Right, like feeling distanced from your own feelings or from yourself, yeah. and then right, and then someone who is, so it's like flawed people, loving flawed people, et cetera, mm -hmm. et cetera. Yeah, amazing. You're so good at this. Thank he you. He was so nervous. He has better insight than Johnny did. At least. This is, this is not going to be the bad podcast. It's not going to be the bad podcast. Save that for someone else. Yeah. <laughs> he thought this would be like the bad one, and it's not at all. It's great. Probably because we both love Death Cab so much. Yeah. So. Um, okay, any other favorite like lines that you can think of? We talked a lot about. We talked, we went... I think we went really in-depth with the album. We like, did. We did a we did. really solid review of that album. <laughs> yes. Right. Hopefully um, that's not boring to anyone else. Well, who cares? Whatever. Fuck deal, you guys. Deal with it. It's boring. Deal you know, with you it. know what you signed up for when you started this? Yeah. If you don't you, like Death When you Cab. hit play, you know what you signed up for. <laughs> yeah, man. It's a great album. Mm -hmm. um, okay. So I guess this is... I guess you talked about this a little bit in terms of the beginning, but like, when and how did you realize this album mattered to you, if you want to say anything more about that? Um, or how has it changed over time, like how you view it? Like when I, when I like, when I really remember um, like associating uh, this album as like, as my, you know, my, my designated favorite album, mm -hmm. um, it was like after my parents got divorced, I kind of touched on that earlier. Mm -hmm. um, and like I was, I was, I was just kind of, driving and listening to music and I always feel like that's like the best way to connect it, like you really kind of become aware of how much music means to you when you're like just driving and listening to it whether you have a destination in mind or not yeah, um totally but just uh you know thinking about like you know how my parents have gotten divorced and like I, I've kind of like fallen a little out of touch with my brother and um like if you're listening you should call him I'm just kidding oh you're talking to my brother <laughs> yeah. I was like what <laughs> uh yeah and um you know hearing the title track transatlanticism um mm -hmm. and just like you know really feeling that feeling of I need you so much closer um yeah really having that resonate within me as intensely as it did at that time um mm -hmm. and, and then that, that's when I was like wow this means a lot to me like yeah. I wasn't really aware of how much it meant to me but it means so much to me yeah by the way listeners seriously if you have not heard the song Transatlanticism stop this podcast and listen to it right now mm -hmm. like it was whatever when you're with headphones whatever just listen to it because it's seriously like a punch like yeah. a punch in your face in your eye holes in your eye holes mm -hmm. it's just yeah it's an emotional punch and I want you to feel the way that we do about it so yeah. Anyway, continue. I think that's, I think you caught me off at just the right time. Okay. Because I think anything after that I would have been like saying things but not really meaning them as much. You know how you kind of do when you just talk too long? So, <laughs> oh, like this uh, Let's wrap hour, it up. This hour-long podcast? Bring it home. No, I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah. Um, 
yeah no I yeah this album yeah definitely matters a lot to me it has it mattered almost immediately but then yeah the more you kind of once I like memorized all the words it was kind of like it just kind of like washed over me in a way where like anything some anytime something happened I would like think of this album like whatever song it related to I don't know like yeah it was definitely just one of those super important albums to my life in high school like just felt yeah. it felt constantly relevant mm -hmm. and even in college too I think it still felt pretty relevant so I agree and seriously transatlanticism though seriously listen it's to it it's so, it's so good it's too good it's, it's not fair it's too good it's like too good like all other songwriters should quit right now including you yep. because you'll never hear like write a song like that sorry um, okay, so last part. Yeah. What would you say to convince someone to listen to this album? I guess this whole podcast is what we would say. Yeah, but... um, I would say, I would ask, have you ever loved someone before? <laughs> and then I would say, you should, <laughs> you should probably listen to Transatlanticism. Um, no, I'm a cold-hearted human being, and I hate love. Um, that is unfortunate. I'm very sorry. Now I'd be like, listen to Tiny Vessels, though. Yeah, this got something for everyone. You hate people? You hate, you hate, you hate feelings and love? Tiny Vessels. This <laughs> That's is right up your alley. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And then they'll listen to Transatlanticism, and then they'll have an awakening and be like, I do love... Someone. Someone. I have, the, I have the emotional capabilities for love. I have what is required. Yeah, his heart grew three sizes that day. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, I know. I don't really know what I would say to someone. I I just, like, people should just listen to it. Mm -hmm. It's, like, a really, like, well-crafted album and, like, very emotional. And it withstands the yeah. test of time. It does. It really does. Mm -hmm. It does feel pretty timeless. Um, and... Both, like, sonically and emotionally, I don't think it sounds immature at all. I think no. Yeah. I, I think it's a very thought-out and... and mature record and uh, uh, I think that kind of like it, it, it takes um, it, it takes maybe small insignificant feelings that you've had and justifies them and mm -hmm. makes it feel that it's okay to have them yeah and like expands them yeah <laughs> like it makes them feel big right not in a bad way just in like a yeah I guess like a validating way mm -hmm. yeah and I think really good and just sort of like emo music in general I think like very good emo music does that like so well like, it's, like, taking small things and, like, expanding them and, like, really making you, like, feel, like, validated, making you feel the emotions in, like, a really, really intense way. Mm -hmm. And you just, like, yeah, it's very kind of all sort of absorbing almost. Um, and that's why I love it. Like, I really, it's, like, unlike other music in a lot of ways. So. So, yeah. Yeah. We did it. We did it. That's transatlanticism. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. Obviously, we care a lot about this shit. So, um, okay, so how did I end the podcast last time? I don't even Do you have any other, like, parting thoughts about emo, death cab, album, whatever? Um, what a, Jamie, what are we, what are we doing with your podcast? What's our central theme here? What is that? I don't I'm turning, know. I'm turning this interview oh, around. You're not the host. I'm the host. See, I think that's how you wrap it up. Like, <laughs> okay. So you're like, what this you... is why we talked about this, and this is why it's central to what my podcast represents. <laughs> um, well, I don't know, man. <laughs> no, okay. Well, the, the I, think, I think that it's, <laughs> I think it's okay to go back to albums that you maybe forgot about that you have 
had at one time in your life a strong connection to. Is this your interpretation of what this podcast yes. is about? Yes, it is. <laughs> yep. All right. I'm in the host chair now. Yes. I'm saying what we're doing. We're both on the same couch, so. Yeah. We just switched the labels behind us that you can't see. It's a dumb joke. <laughs> They're not there. That's what I'm here for. <laughs> no, I, I, think, uh, I think good music is timeless, and you should never forget things that you love. And you should love them intensely. Oh, that's a good thesis. No, I guess just in general, like, I think so. Emo music is very um, often judged harshly or, like, reviled or it's, like, you know, there's people have a lot of feelings about emo music, good or bad. Mm-hmm. And I think it's, like, a very specific genre that I feel very strongly about. And I think um, there are so many different bands involved, so many different waves, so many different kinds. And I like talking about it and I like hearing how other people connect with the music that I also connect with in different ways, similar ways. Um, like, I just think it's a good genre for, like, kind of human connection and emotion. And I don't know. I just like hearing... I just always want to, like, talk about it. Yeah. I just like hearing and talking about emo music. Good music is honest, and good emo is honest. Is extraordinarily honest. Yeah. Yeah. Well, thanks for putting me on the spot. That's what I'm here for. Appreciate it. Happy just to help. I gave sign. a peace sign to a computer. You did. Yes. 21st century, what's up? <laughs> 2015. Um, okay, so here's how I normally end it. I guess you can shamelessly plug your band again, in case anyone is still listening at this point. Right. Um, so maybe tell us, like, the website, like a website, perhaps? Yeah. Um, if you, uh, we, we are so cool that we have a .com. It'll just redirect you to our Bandcamp page. Dang. So you can just go to smallparksband.com if you were, like, Wow, this guy talks a lot about things. I wonder what it sounds like when he sings about things instead. It's true. I want to hear him talk more about things in a sing-song voice. I can do that. <laughs> Smallparksband.com. And their band is actually really good. Thanks, Jamie. I wouldn't say I didn't say that about Johnny's band. So I... Sick. <laughs> no, I think his band is You're going to have to edit that out. <laughs> <laughs> or not, whatever. No, I like his band too, but no, Small Parks is quite good. Um... Okay, so I guess I want to thank James for doing this. My pleasure. Thank you for being flake-free. Mm-hmm. And and thanks for having me. Uh, it was... Yeah. I actually had a lot of fun talking about this. <laughs> I had fun talking about this music. I sure did. Okay. All right. Till next time. I still don't know how to end these. Later and... days. <laughs> Jamie out. <laughs> Goodbye make... for now. <laughs> I'm going to make everyone just say stupid catchphrases. See you next time. <laughs> Ha 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 ha.